Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to Chalkcast number 23. I want to give, first off, a quick shout out to Dazrin for being our special guest tonight. Thank you. No problem. And second off, a quick warning to anybody who has uh, come into the stream through Twitter, or maybe you saw the title or something, and you're ready to hear about all the viewbotting scandals out there. Uh, nobody's going to name names, okay? I just want to throw it out there right now. No, there's no names being named, but we're going to talk about it regardless, because... It is an interesting topic, uh, nonetheless. But before we even get into that, that'll be later in the stream. Uh, we do have our first topic of the night, first and foremost, which is uh, roster changes. Since we are in the off season, again, I feel like you know, uh, it, it, or not off season, we're between splits at least. Um, there's always roster changes to talk about, and now is a good time, as any as there are some rumors out there. But before we talk about rumors specifically. Um, we're mainly talking about what does the community think about roster changes in general. Some people absolutely hate how often roster changes actually are. Some people enjoy them. They make it more entertaining for the scene. Um, you know, maybe it puts people off to not want to watch RLCS as much. And I'm curious to see maybe Johnny or CJ initially what you guys think of roster changes in general. Yeah, this was the the Jack tweet that again that inspired this. Jack's been really farming impressions on a yeah, very Jack's high level a recently. He's been he's going for. A, I I really respect Jack's current impression farm because he's not going for the standard like uh, and retweet impression farm. He's going for the you know the more refined reply impression farm, which is a very interesting uh, way to go about this. But yeah, he he tweeted out that he wants yeah just wants to know what the Rockley community thinks. Um, he elaborated. You know, on, on the topic saying, do you think most of them are justified? Uh, does it make it hard to follow? Or do you mind that? Uh, or would you rather follow specific players regardless of roster changes? So yeah, quite a lot of questions there, but I'll circle the, I'll, I'll kind of around the idea of roster changes. I guess he's presenting the idea that maybe, you know, there shouldn't be a transfer window at all. Just be locked for the whole season. Or like, for, open to I, ideas I don't know, I mean, that, that, seems, that seems kind of tough though to have like, an entire I, well okay maybe it's just because of how the season has always mm. been or, or like how every season has always been in the past but having a like not a chance to trade throughout the season seems odd which is actually how it was yeah in like say like the early seasons where there was only four weekends right you, you can't change your roster for that amount of time but um I feel like it would just be really hard to stick as a team for a full year for every team to stick as a team like obviously some teams can't do it but it would be tough. Mm. Well, what, yeah. what other like what other like uh, limitations could there be beyond time? Like what 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 else would be uh, like before? I I feel like before we can discuss whether or not we like uh, roster changes, we need to establish what are we comparing it to. You know, well, that's all that's what I'm trying to do here. What are we comp the current system? What are we comparing it to? What do you what mean? Hypothetical, like, what hypothetical like roster rules? Franchising, yeah, or you know, annual roster uh, window instead of one between every split. 
or maybe maybe more roster changes. Maybe just complete like no punishment at all. You keep like somehow the there's a way for yeah team. I guess yeah franchising teams keep their points without even retaining a single player between splits. Like what what are the other viable options? What are you, what are you guys saying? I feel like the most common thing would be people who I'm turning my mic up. Where people who um, want teams to stay together longer. I feel like it's always the the second next thing that's brought up when it comes to roster changes is like it's happening too frequently. We want teams to stay together longer. So I would probably say something like I don't know. What's something that's just out there? Maybe like just like a, a season, like a team just playing together for a season or. If you really just are against that, like if this group is against that, then maybe just like one trade window per season. What, what if, if you just get it, one trade a season? Yeah, what if each team gets one trade? trade? Windows. Would that be okay? So better? yeah, one one trade a season. Well, does it is that is that like is there a trade window or is yeah, it you can still have whenever? you can still have three windows, but just you can only do one trade. What what if, oh, okay. what if what if you could have like. So I mean, it's common in sports to have like a trade trade deadline to where like yeah. it's usually like after sixty percent of the season, I'm guessing for most of them, sixty percent of the season. After that point, you can't trade players anymore. So maybe it's it would be like uh, for Rocket League, you could do something along the lines of like after, or you you could make a trade within the first two splits. But once that third split starts, you can't make a trade anymore. Would that be any better? Has it? I could see that having upside. Just so yeah, there's no crazy roster just appearing at the very end of a season that has no story at all there's no trade window after the third split is there between third split and world oh wait no you're right there isn't right the not, third one not is. after the third split but i was saying uh oh yeah wait i guess so you think just a first <laughs> between split one and two trade window only between split one and two only so you get well that would just be one roster change yeah but that would be kind of lame <laughs> he takes it all back <laughs> yeah I, I do take it all back i don't i don't know because i do feel like one one roster change per season would probably be better um just just yeah. in the sense of like if you're an outside fan and you're looking at a roster you're like you're a fan of well i mean you could still be a fan of a roster and not watch every single game or whatever but if you are a fan of a roster and, and like you you come back in six months and then there's only one player left on that roster it, could, it gets kind of confusing yeah, I think that if they just do one change, as someone said in chat, like it makes people think about the move a bit more rather than just like, oh, this this sucks. We just want to like kick one of the players that was bad that split because then you got none left. So, yeah, people. Well, there's also some teams who who get put into like situations where it's kind of their only move though as well because like if something happens or whatever, uh, say like. Say like uh like I'm pretty sure like True. Nolly with K Corp right when when Nolly was like put on that roster that wasn't like their their like they didn't not necessarily they didn't want that but it was kind of like they were forced into that move right and that's why they ended up just not keeping the roster after the season had ended because they didn't really want that roster to begin with it just kind of happened and there are situations where that does happen where a player is kind of just like put in there temporarily like people kind of know it's temporary or or what if what if there's a player what if your team's already made a change but then one of the players you know is on the seventh team and wants to, and the number two team wants to pick him up and he's gone he could blow that whole his whole previous roster up because they'd have to make another change so that could be kind of 
Oh yeah, so like you know oh, what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, what if the player leaves? What if a team just get punished? Yeah, like they've already made their roster change, and then another player's like, "Yeah, but I'm retiring, so unlucky. <laughs> You're done." Yeah, or I've been, or he's just been like poached by a better team, and then that whole well, to be fair, those other if, two they're, guys if they're are... being poached, the org wouldn't let that happen in that sense. For the, like, they're not gonna ruin their points, mm. their seventh place points, just so. The other team can buy the player, right? They're, they're going to actually like make sure that that player is kept on the roster. That's true. Didn't think about contracts. Just thought about three random blokes playing the game. <laughs> Just having uh. a good time. Hmm. No, I think one change is good. It might it might come with a bit of a, uh, I don't know, some technicalities. Maybe you might have to put in a few clauses. Right? I don't know. I, I just think the teams just want like teams to like root for if they like in, in a sense you know like a team that has an identity i guess like moist for example like when it was like everyone talks about the whole rise for joy over Vatira chant and things like that how they all got behind them and then when Vatira left they were trying to make astro kind of work with the chain and all this other stuff it's <laughs> like it's really hard to be able to support a team if the parts are kind of changing all the time it's really hard to kind of like find an identity for for things like mm. that uh on the flip side though uh, there's some fans who get frustrated that teams aren't going along with that that kind of gimmick, right? Like, you know how many times I got to hear, okay, Daz, you got to you gotta talk to NRG, man. You got to tell <laughs> them they got to do something, man, because they're not doing anything. And, you know, it's just really bothering me because I think it's, you know, so it's like it's, it's like two different sides of the coin. This is That's why this is such a hard conversation on, like, how to nail down exactly what's the best thing to do here. Well, okay, so think about somebody mentioned in chat as well. What if it's what if there's two splits? What if you change it to two splits and then you could just make a change after the first one? Just like that. Would that make any difference? Um, if you only can make a change after the first split, is that what you said? Uh well yeah, yeah, I guess like you can't make a change after the second split into worlds, but you can make a change at the end of the season and then after the first split as well. Yeah, I, I think that's cool because then you have that first split to figure out, okay, uh, is this working? And then you make that and then you have to make a big decision on whether or not do we want to stick this out for the rest of the season or should we go a different route? And then it puts a little bit more pressure on it, but it really forces people to make kind of calculated moves. And I think you, you'll end up seeing... Probably also like an increased level of competition as well. Because if you make a move, you're going to want to be sure this is the one. Because for the rest of the season and worlds, you're stuck with it. So I kind of like that idea. I think I think if that was the case too, you'd kind of have to like extend <clears throat> the length of the trade periods. Because a lot of times, they're so short and everything is so chaotic. There's kind of always one team that gets like the shit end of the stick. In a way. Mm. Where it's just like, wait, is it shit end or short end of the stick? <laughs> <laughs> it is short it might, both work. Both work. Honestly, either no, way, either way. Yeah. Wait, I know what you mean. <laughs> that's a really, but, but that's an unfortunate end. Yeah, some some teams do end up in that situation, <laughs> and it's just tough to like. I, it's because the trade period is so short. I feel like a lot of times, like they can't make that calculated move because they don't have time to make the calculated move. Because every, I mean, contracts they take a while to actually get done. I feel like. For the most part, if if something needs to be done, orgs will be quick about it. Like if they're in like that pressured situation, like you need to get a player now, then it does get done, right? But a lot of times they they like kind of take their time and really make that decision. But players also need to take time to figure out if this person is 
good for the team, if it's a good fit playstyle-wise, they need to scrim with them. Like, it does take time to really figure out who that best option is, so maybe a longer trade period would be better for that. This kind of goes back to talking to Gen G about, you know, not just having the three best individual players on a team. It's more about, you know, the team mashup and chemistry, synergy, stuff like that, which is, I feel like, I don't know if it's like, I think it was always a thing, like how trades aren't just about who's the best player. It's about, you know, the vibes and who's getting on as a team. But I think like now more than ever, we're seeing the difference between the best teams in the world and the teams that aren't just quite getting there is like actually mental diff. Like who's got the best mentality going in? Who's the most like cohesive unit <laughs> should as I, a team? Should I say it? It's, it's it's about who wants it more. It really is, isn't it? It really it, is. It, 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 it is. And, you know, <laughs> I guess maybe if we stop the roster changes, it might force teams to like get some psychologists in and just get a little bit more, get better, you know, work-life balance or something because there's so much more that goes on you know, uh, there's just it feels like anytime there's a roster move these days, it's not just this person. This person has been playing bad. It's like there's a reason why. Like either they're not getting on with their teammates, or they've, you know, they've got mental. Um, they're having some mental issues, um, stuff like that. Like we're just seeing that, like in all the top teams right now, that's separating sort of the best from the rest. So I don't know. What do you think, Johnny? This is an interesting one. It's. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot of like good ideas here but my my question i want to know the answer to is like is is the current system really wrong because uh, yeah jack jack brings up an interesting tweet here you know do what do viewers think of roster changes and i think like it's hard for us to answer that as more hardcore fans of the esport and as more dedicated followers how are we supposed to like know well, I mean, I guess you only you only know if you guys have got friends who watch a little bit of Rocket League and have told you that it's hard to follow everything. Because for me, it's easy to follow everything. But that's because I, I've, you know, I'm a caster for the game. Um, and I've been a fan of the game since its beginning, since the esports started. But is it like a common pr uh, thing that uh, people struggle to keep up, like more casual viewers? Is it like really an issue with the that the people have? Are you, you saying from anyone? like a... Like a from like from like a Rocket League perspective or like other sport esport perspective, Rocket League, Rocket League. Uh, I mean, I could compare it to like another esport, I guess. Like, it's really easy to answer that as like a Rocket League person. Like, I pay attention to Rocket League a lot. You obviously do. I mean, all four of us really pay attention to Rocket yeah. League a lot, so we know a lot of the stuff that's happening. But like, I watch League of Legends Worlds every year, and yeah every year like the rosters are different i'm like oh like that's it's not like it's not like i'm upset that the rosters are different it's just like oh that's new right it, it, but yeah it feels like in rocket league people sometimes get like legitimately upset when they see a different roster and they're like oh i don't know who to root for now i see okay because i don't think it's i i feel like it's inevitable with esports i don't know if it's a problem i don't think it's a problem uh personally but like i said i don't want to put I don't want to like speak for everybody when I say that because obviously we're in a different situation that people are just casually watching the game and wanting, they really badly want to keep up with everything and they can't. If that's a problem somebody has, that's totally fair. But I don't think for me it's a problem. I don't think it's a, I think it's inevitable because esports careers are so short. How how are we going to lock people into these teams or how are we going to lock rosters uh, even more strictly when you know esports careers, especially in Rocket League, they 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 could be so 
they could be over so quickly. Somebody could fall off so fast, they just stop putting the work in. Of course yeah. the team would want to replace that player. You don't want to lock them in and be like, well, that's your fault because you didn't you know, anticipate that that player, you know, the grind was just going to stop for them and they were going to you know, get washed. I don't know. I feel yeah. like making roster locks would would just make teams worse and that's not not something that's interesting to me because I want good teams, good players to be rewarded. I understand that last part for sure. I definitely get that. Good teams should be rewarded. I think for like to I guess play devil's advocate here. Um it's a you're right. Esports careers are short. But the thing that makes those long is that teams have a developed fan base. And the only reason they can have a developed fan base is to have a consistent players who kind of like lead those organizations and are that kind of player that those fans can get behind. It's like even like, like, for example, Rizzo, Rizzo with G2, like you think G2, you think Rizzo, obviously you think the rest of the team, but the team was together for so long that the players supported that because they were behind, they, they were behind that same banner for so long. So even when like G2 ever made a roster change or anything like that, it was more of a big deal considering the history that all the players had. That history becomes important because it gives play a uh, people something to kind of get behind versus just uh, this player on this team, this player on this team. I'm like a I'm like a Moist fan for like a month or two, and then now I gotta go buy another jersey for because my <laughs> the player I like is on a whole another team. It's like it's just too much movement. Maybe maybe that's what makes people upset is they buy a jersey with the player on it and then they're on a different <laughs> org in three months. <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone during the World Cup like that that you've just ex exactly described why it's uh, such an expensive hobby to be a fan of uh, Scottish international football because mm -hmm. we never qualify to any of the tournaments so we just have to buy the jerseys of everybody who plays against England which is obviously far <laughs> more costly than just buying one jersey for wherever you're from. So I, I can relate to that. It's very expensive. Uh, it starts to add up quickly. But are you saying that the, uh, you know, the the advantage to roster locks is it allows teams to build a fan base that's actually more beneficial to the players than um, well, just allowing the, them to pick up a you know another player who might be I better. I feel like that is kind of like the case where if you have that like loyalty to or like at least like that loyalty to an organization and and fans have time to like get to know the player like it, it really does depend the org has to do it right and i haven't really seen too many organizations in the space necessarily do it as correctly as i think i would have wanted it to be where you know you can kind of get to know the players while they're in the space and understand them and actually have something to kind of get behind most of the time it's just like hey yeah we signed these guys to playing for our team but uh, some teams do it like, hey, you know, we sign these guys because we believe in them. Uh, and then that is able to have these people kind of like understand them a little more, feel like they're a little bit more connected to them. It's really just about establishing a connection because then on the day that they do fall off, then they can transfer some of that over if they want to continue to interact in the gaming space and then do content creation and things like that. And then maybe even stay within the org and do content creation too, if they so choose to be, if that works out. Uh, that way that people can kind of like see this person and kind of just kind of keep track with them so much more easier. But I can understand if that's wrong too as well. I think we, yeah, <clears throat> I think it's similar to like Rocket League, similar like the NBA. Like there's still superstars still moving around different teams. And if you don't always tune in, you're like, why is this guy here? You know, why is James Harden yeah. now Philly? Stuff like that. I think it's similar to that, but it's just more condensed because the season's... Well, the season is long, but it's just like a more just condensed, as Johnny said, like an overall 
career length. So it's like things happen a bit quicker. But I we I think it's similar. Like we still have some players. Like you know, you still got Garrett poking around on NRG, still doing his thing. Yeah, so like, I, I think I you still like have. You could do both. That's the first thing yeah. I thought of as well when, when mm. Dad's talking about you know the biggest players in Rocket League right now just happen to be players that played for team this you know played with the same teammates for a long time. You know, think NRG. Um, very long time they played together. They're the biggest team uh, in on socials, and they've got the biggest fan base. But it, hypothetically, if a player just team hopped and won like two world championships in a row, and you know kept team hopping even within those seasons, like imagine Seiko, right? Uh, if he just won the fall split last season with endpoint, joins BDS, wins the world championship, and then he joins another team this season and wins the fall split fall major again, like. Hey, the, the, everybody would be like, "This guy is the chosen one." It wouldn't matter that he's like changed, like uh, uh, changed teams a bunch. He'd still be super, super popular because he's winning everything. Like, I don't think people necessarily only care about like. I think it is a way that you can build a fan base, like having the team that everybody can you know root for every single year. It's the same team, but at the same time, people like to watch a winner. So, like, there, are, I feel like there's different ways that players and orgs can build. A fan base for themselves. I mean, first killers tried to do that. Imagine he just like instead of coming fourth all the time. Imagine Phage just won everything with the, like you know first killer gets new teammates, they win. They get new teammates again, they win. They get new teammates, and again first killer still winning. Like that would be a different different story entirely than mm-hmm. what he's having right now. But it's possible. I mean, they they weren't far off. They were third, fourth. So I don't know. I I think like I I don't think that's as strong of an argument as what I'm saying. Uh, uh, you know the whole like mm. oh, this allows players to build. I think it's one way it allows players to build a fan base, but I don't think it's the only way. And I don't think that's a I, reason to say that we need to restrict roster moves. I think, I think like the the whole thing with building a fan base. Like I I don't know if I don't know how long it has to be for like a team of three sticking together for people to kind of be a fan of the team. I feel like for the most part. I mean, the people with the biggest fan bases are the people who are actually sitting there making content. Energy is yeah. obviously the biggest one. Like, it's so easy to just name them. But they've all also all streamed, and they've all made YouTube videos at some point where you can't say the same for every player. Uh, yeah. And then also they had their Energy channel. They grabbed Musty, Chell, Jazer. Um, and so they've had these content creators. Dazarin. <laughs> Dazarin, James Bot. James Bot. And they've, they've had so many people as like a part of the scene like a big, big yes <laughs> i forgot him honestly but they have had these people who have been such big parts of the scene on the org um can't forget epic johnny and then they have them on you know you know a part of the org and then people just become a fan of the org because of that but how long does that actually stick like if squishy and musty end up leaving and dazrin if they end up leaving and they go to gen g um does the fan base actually stay with energy or you know ha- can you expect half of the fan base to leave to uh, go follow squishy and no, they don't, they'd all leave they'd all leave all, well all, all the squishy fans would go with squishy and all the musty fans would go with musty i feel like fan that, players, that's what i'm thinking well. people players. yeah exactly people follow the players so like yeah yeah when you if you're gonna buy a jersey of like a jersey of like the player name on the bag you better hope they got a a nice contract and they're cozy and they like their teammates or something because there's no guarantee that they're gonna be there in three months much safer to buy their merch uh if you're a fan of a player much safer to buy their merch i would say um if you're gonna choose but 
Um, True. Do you think uh, that? It's, it's do you tough. think people like more rem- or remember like the the less dedicated fans would remember like the OG, like the Dig Dynasty team, or like who won you know a couple of worlds, or Cloud Nine who won one world championship. Wait, are you, say, are you saying also. like are people more so fans of yeah, which, who, like, oh, no, I'm saying that like definitely Cloud Nine have more fans, yeah. More they're yeah. more more remembered for sure because they had Squishy who's the most popular Rocket League pro at the time and still is one of the most popular Rocket League pros. So they were yeah, just because they had a content creator on their team and at the time yeah. none of uh like people at the time, Dignitas and Galeforce, they K Dop wasn't a content creator at that point. So even though he's now the biggest Rocket League pro content creator, that came after, like uh, mm-hmm. even after his Vitality days, almost. Well, now he's you know, he was he was huge when he was still in Vitality. But even when he won the World Championship with Vitality, I think he wasn't as big of a content creator anywhere near as he is now. So, I think definitely Cloud Nine. It shows you how big creation. like content is, isn't it? Yeah, content winning huge. or results. I'm always baffled, but I mean, we've t- spoken about this plenty of times in the show that I'm, I'm always really surprised that people don't strike there when it's hot and like make the most of being popular. Because when you're right after you've like done really well in an international event, like that's where the most eyes are on are on Rocket League competition at the lands. If you do well at LAN, you should be streaming right after. You should be trying to like you know. Yeah, Chronic uh, started up his YouTube your channel after, YouTube, after yeah. the major win. Yeah, so that, that's like perfect timing on that because he's uh, he just he just won. He just won on his rookie land, so great move by Chronic. Really, really smart. And yeah. uh, if you're not doing that, then you're 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 not really gonna hurt too much right now because you're probably still on the like a pro salary and you're probably still making prize money from events. But later on, years from now, you'll you'll regret it every day. You'll regret it all the time when things aren't going so well in competition. Facts. Who do you think, or, or not who? Sorry. What do you think uh, the whole franchising idea ties into, or how do you think the whole franchising idea ties into this whole oh. discussion about roster changes? Because that's like, I think what everybody's suggesting without saying it, when people are like, oh yeah, there's too many roster moves, I can't keep up with all this. Every, like, so many people just say franchising, and they think that suddenly that like fixes everything. Like, franchising mm. just starts solves all the problems. Like, so Good many word. people... It's, it's time for franchising. And they just assume that that's going to fix all the problems. When I don't think it'll fix problems at all. I feel like it would just be down. I, I feel like it would just be less interesting. It would be more boring, and it would just be the downhill. What, for if we have franchising? League. Yeah, I think franchising right now would be a, a bad idea. Personally, I depend on. I, I think it depends on how it's handled. That's, that's what do you really mean? It. How, how, tell me the like, good way. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, I'm not saying like right normally the rule set for the league right now. Right, like, if totally I had, like some time to like think about this. I could, I could like, I could probably explain this. Um, but I, all I'm saying is, is like obviously, like I think like franchising, like where our, in our current league format would not necessarily work. You would have to kind of like change the overall structure. So you might need to have people again. in person for events. Like, uh, if it, I don't like Johnny, like <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm just keep it a buck. What, Daz, what's CJ? You're, you're being like everyone on Twitter and Twitch. Franchising, if they do it good, will be good. And yeah, no one's saying like how the, what the good way. Franchising was done right, it will be good. This <laughs> yeah. is true. They just got to do it right. That'll be fine. How, It'll be the best it, thing ever. How is it, it right. done right? 
And then and then I'll say, but no, it won't work because of all these reasons. And then they'll say, well, then just don't do it like that. Don't do it like you're describing. Just do it the good way. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I think for me, no, no, like, you. This is like actually okay. Twitter every time franchising comes up. It's so it's so accurate. Yeah, I was like, like no, because you said it. The CJ said, it, I was, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I'm getting cooked right now. <laughs> but no, nah, this is a general public. Yeah, but um, I think well, it, hold on. maybe it, it maybe an easier way to go about this is I'll tell you the reasons I don't think it would work, and you can counter them if you disagree. Okay. So the number one reason I don't think it would work is that franchising it works in sports because the teams are much much more popular than the players are. Oh, and the the organizations, uh, you know, the equivalent orgs to what we have as orgs, way bigger than the players. They've got the real fans. People are fans of the, yeah, the player. They're they're fans of players as well, but mostly. The, the teams are much, much bigger. And they've all got like a location tied to them as well. So you've just naturally got people. The people will be loyal to a team because that's where they were born. Whereas Ooh. no one is loyal to an eSport org because nobody's born in an eSport okay. org. Like, <laughs> so, as far as I know, I know there's some eSports orgs tied to locations, but no one in these like locations, as far as I know, has like, well, definitely not on a large scale, are following the, that like eSports team. It's very much just like a partnership at this moment. So I, I don't think it, it would have that effect. Wait, can, okay. I, can I cut in real quick right before you, Des? Okay. Every time franchising is brought up, people always ask, what's franchising? It's essentially an org mm. pays an a, a amount of money to buy a spot in a league. No promo, no relegation, no qualifying. You just buy the spot and you're there. Okay, that's it. Just want to say that. And the org mm. basically controls the team. Yes. Well, the players, stuff yeah. like that. I agree, John. It's not like you, 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 get, you have a little kid and you're like, you're going to be an NRG fan because you just don't know who's going to be on NRG or if they're going to be like... <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, I think the teams are like almost too small as well. Like the players are too are such a large part of like the team. Like, you know, your thirty three percent of the team is one player. Whereas like on a lot yeah. of these other, you know, team sports there's twenty, thirty players or, you know, five players, ten players, whatever you want. It's just such a it is more about the players. I don't know if we can ever <laughs> Wait, go away. On, I know CJ, CJ, let Des cook. He wants so to I'm cook. Cook. Right I'm cook. So I'm letting cook. I'm letting cook. Okay, so my thing is like you you have a point about like the orgs and things, right? But the reason uh, like some orgs are like that in other sports around the world is because they've had those players who have been on the team for a very long time that the orgs build around those players and then those players bring things into the uh the league like they do really well and then it brings more notoriety to the organization big example for me is obviously the chicago bulls i'm from chicago i love the bulls i love michael jordan and to see like michael jordan be as great as he is i can go over like the fact uh, the impact that michael jordan had from being just such an amazing player and the legacy of the bulls was so popular that there are people today i could go anywhere around the world and i've i've i awkwardly tested this because when we went to Sweden, we went to London, we went to Rotterdam, no matter where I would go, there was always somebody with Bulls merch somewhere. I pointed it out every single time in all these locations. And then and this is a American, a mainly an American sport. I was a basketball player worldwide. This is mainly an American sport. And it's kind of like that too in, in football as well. Like right when Messi was on like Barcelona for a little bit, like a lot of people were like that, that brought that organization uh, so much kind of like notoriety and respect to it. 
obviously that changes depending on like what teams and organizations do afterwards and stuff like that but it's the fact of teams and having these players who come in and you never know like how do you know michael jordan or messi are going to be who they are but you you do you take a chance on that and then you have them come in and be those impactful people that they are and then next thing you know you have like a legacy tied to your organization, and then you have well, no, okay. So, nobody, so I think no it's just a time thing, though. But nobody's debating. This isn't the, the debate. No one's debating that orgs would benefit from from this. Like, obviously, I think the the orgs who get into franchising are going to have potential to benefit because yeah, they could just like sign a really popular player, and now they're going to get lots of eyes on them. They don't even have, the player doesn't even necessarily have to be good because you could just. You're, you don't even have to qualify. You're just in the league. Congratulations. You can finish last every year. People are still going to want their favorite YouTuber player who you've signed to do well. I don't think it would help the competition, though. And I don't think it would, like, benefit the players at all to have, like, you know... I, I mean, it would benefit players who are bad, who are, like, really, really popular, but aren't who don't uh, deserve to be in the top teams anymore. It would benefit them. And it would benefit orgs who are, like, you know, signing players who are bad. But everyone else, I don't see how it benefits them. I mean, yeah, yeah or, orgs maybe, but... I mean, I, don't really I, I could think tell you how be it could benefit players, but I'm not going to. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, the way <laughs> the way it could benefit players is just because I mean, mainly like you said, it would benefit like worse players because the players who are number one, two, three in the league, they already have their spot. Like they're not going to not qualify for RLCS. You know what I mean? But like in a franchise mm. league, uh, an org has that security to be able to you know they pick up whatever team, and since the org has that security, they're able to sell like sponsorship spots easier they say hey we're gonna get a, a million hours of watch time with your sponsor on the car whatever whatever um and then that money is able to be like sent to the players right the org is having an easier time selling sponsor spots so they're able to make money back make their money back easier on the franchise spot and then um being able to give that money to the players right it, it, it'll go to them to play a players and, and maybe earn more you're yeah and, and you're guaranteed to get if you're in the franchise league it's assumed that you would get in an org decal and you're guaranteed to get org decal sales which again goes to the players mm. all right well i think it could go to the players or who knows how those well yeah right. that, the, go. I, the idea is that it will go to the players <laughs> the idea is that theoretically it would but you never know i mean yeah the other problem is though is it the org's once I've got a spot, it's like they're like, "What up, boys? We got all the power now." Yeah, exactly. Like, what do they like, bring? Do like, want. at least like when a team is in a league or owns a spot in a league for like a sport, they like you know they host games in their own stadiums, and then they tra like you know travel. They send their team all the way around the country to play in other team stadiums. Whereas, like online, what is the org really doing? Like, what, what, I'm not too familiar with like. Uh, recent franchise esports but like what are they doing they're, they're tweeting about their team okay like, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna try to like make this work i don't know if i will or not but um for me i think it's the longevity right obviously like for franchise or can afford to buy spots for multiple years it's like the longevity uh, uh that goes into it to, but to also answer johnny's question because i know i'm like going all over the place um it's just like what it's mainly just like content in general just being yeah sure you can make tweets out but then you could also do interviews like we see v1 talks to their players all the time man, whether they win or they lose like how do you feel about this what'd you do wrong things like that without saying too much they do little cooking challenges and all that other stuff because they want team they want people to know more about their players so they can get behind them a little bit more 
So it's like you can create and capitalize on that kind of content space and it also incentivizing their own players to make their own content, which obviously would help them post career as well. But like what what part of franchising would make that any better than it without franchising? Because you're locked it's like, in. Yeah, everything you're saying is great, but like it all happens already without franchising. A little bit, but like now, like V1, for example, V1 goes from making a cooking channel with Calm to now doing. They have to completely change up their entire social strategy because they maybe for whatever reason Calm's not on the team anymore. They got somebody else. So this whole segment that they've had that they've built out is now gone. Versus if they know that they're locked in with these players for X amount of time, they can plan things for that time period and then learn how to maximize and develop actual strategy things right now are so chaotic it's hard to just develop any type of strategy because you don't know what's going you know what's going to happen after three months three months versus six to a year is actually a big difference i don't know i'm, I'm just i i don't see the, the benefits really i don't i don't see what we would gain other than just like less interesting things happening um well, what's like, the interesting uh, thing that's like cross-regional team moves, like Gen G and mm. uh, picking up some European players. Furia moving to NA. Wait, like, how, how would that stop? Chalk though? cheese. Because like uh, you're you're just gonna have limitations on it. I don't think like a lot of the. I, I mean, why would uh, an NA like org ditch their like big content creator team for uh, you know full Portuguese speaking Brazilian team? who can't interact with their fan base. They're just not going to do it. You're never going to see, see things like that happen. I feel like the open system is just open to so many more possibilities that you'd never you'd never see this. You would never see, like, Fury move to NA in a franchising league. Outside of, like, I don't know, I mean, some I, crazy situation. I'm not going to say it couldn't. It's not possible. It's possible, yeah, but it's I, so yeah, much less obviously likely. Obviously, if Fury had an org spot in Sam or whatever, or sorry, a franchise yeah. spot in Sam, Fury is not going to move, but I still feel like they're... The players, though, who's going to sign like three three Portuguese? But which NA org is going to sign three? But that would make it so much, which way easier NA though, org? if you think about no, it. That, that's a great like marketing thing, don't you think? Like, like three, if you're like locked in and you got to buy, like you have to pay, I don't know, like, hell fear, of yeah. money. No, no, I'm just saying, like if you're Fury, Little right, player. and it's a franchising league. And you're like, okay, we want to get a spot in this league. What do we want to do? We want to move a team over. Like, now it's like, okay, you can move it over. But, like, if it's not working, like, people sign these two-year contracts for teams these days. And it doesn't even matter. Because you can get kicked no matter what. You can get kicked. You can drop for the org. Yeah. All that stuff can happen in three months. I don't care if BDS signed a two-year two contract because they might not even be together for two years. But yeah. if somebody's signing a deal for that long and somebody's moving over, you know the financial risk within that. And then it just puts so much more into it and kind of gets people more like locked in and invested because you're like oh they took a, a big gamble on this is it going to work out you know just like stuff like that oh, i think i, I think orgs pay too much money already to get players i don't know about the the cost yeah, of they're already right, franchising yeah. <laughs> operating at loss for right? sure mm. that's true that is the other massive issue right now and just the whole this is i don't want to go on to this topic this is a topic another day but like just the whole esports uh ecosystem right now it a bubble. it's a bubble <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the everyone just the esports yeah, spherical capital venture burstable thing that's going yeah on. there's, a, there's that a lot of pop one day <laughs> there's a lot of comments right now about just how many orgs are just running on non-profits just investments and just there are every every org is losing money so i don't know yeah, what's no, what's what's all, a lot of orgs are like league. running on crypto too like uh tsm yeah. phase 
I think. Uh, yeah, let's just get it. Let's just get them all too. in a league. Let's just get them all in a league. I'm sure that they know what Where's they're the, doing. I'm sure these Twitter marks know what they're up to. Oh, don't even talk about it. <laughs> you, no, mean actually, I, 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 you mean the choke? You mean the choke? No, swear? no, no. That's not. That's not the same. That's not the same. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Chalkcast Twitter is the old Take Three Twitter. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> really? what I changed. No yeah, I was like, that's I'm never weird. using this. Like, I'm just gonna, just gonna switch. I think that's what it is. I, I really cannot remember. Um, mm. but yeah, like I don't know. Is esports is it's uh, getting back to your topic about everyone you know wearing Chicago and stuff. It's just so hard to all these sports that are, have been built for 150 years or you know more 100 years. Like they've just been built from the ground up and they've been built with you know different locations where you know as you said you grow up and like you're a this fan because you grew up here whatever. Mm. I think like what but like we have to compare it to because you know Rocket League's been around for what seven years now like what are the new sports not just esports that already have like this sort of impact i feel like all the sports that are are so big have been around for a hundred plus years like they just have been i don't think we can ever get to that level completely ingrained into like school sports generations Uh, yeah that like the the hobbies for for kids it's like way way bigger than esports right now especially like rocket league so small compared to uh, even other esports so i think i feel like it's ridiculous to suggest franchising like it would just be like such an unnecessary thing we're gonna um we're gonna do one last little thing about this topic and then we're gonna move on to roster rumors because we've been on this for a Mm -hmm. while but i just want to ask uh do you guys think orgs would benefit from being like location based like chicago bulls Kansas City Pioneers, stuff like that. Would that help an org? They have to, like, stick to it, though. Uh, like, that, that's just the thing. You have to stick to it. Because we've seen that happen in other esports, and they don't stick to it. And it's just like, okay, we got behind this, and now it's gone. Uh, but like, it, it, I would I, say it, no more than yes. How, how would you, like, well, if, if it was even, like, a very, very small scale, because obviously no one's selling out stadiums all across the country for, like, different Rocket League matches. If right. there's, like, a U.S. league, no one, no, they're, they're, no one's selling out a stadium for, like, just one match uh, on, on a weekend mm. um, in, a, on a lo- in a location. Not happening um, right now. But even if it was smaller, like, just a small studio-style thing, um, I don't see the benefits. I feel like it's just so much cheaper to run it all online and uh, like or just get it all in one place not like all of these different locations get it like one place would be like the the very next like obvious next step in my opinion rather yeah. than everybody uh, having their like... own location but esports orgs tied to locations i mean i guess it's a way to like you know experiment it depends, with it depends. trying to get fans from that area but yeah. i i don't know i feel like it's online v1 biggest okay. example V1 because they're tied. One, they're tied to the football team, so they're mm-hmm. all automatically yeah, that, that there. They have sense. a studio there, and then on top of that, since they have so much resources, and they're like, "Hey, like the players, I believe can stay at the facility there." So like, it's like, "Hey, you know, if you want to, you can just stay here, and then boom." Yeah, there's benefits to that you for know? sure. Like, the partnership's great, benefits, but, yeah. but I don't think the benefits extend beyond that like current partnership. I don't. I don't see how. I think, uh, I'm curious like, to see how they develop personally. I think like the biggest one is like you look at complexity and their ties with Dallas and like it's that's cool because I'd I'd like a I had a person the other day like that's not in esports being like don't like the Mavs or something have an esports team and I was like all oh, the Cowboys mm-hmm. and I was like this is bridging the like this is bridging the gap like this is interesting to True. to sort yeah. of know so i i like that and they they tried to do it a little bit even down in australia like time with afl teams 
but it didn't it wasn't like esports isn't big enough right now down here mm. but i think in na if they push it a bit more it's actually a cool i like it like you know the esports team is practicing you know in the facility like in complexity which is like within the cowboy stadium or over in there so i think that's cool yeah, that was oh, the old okay. Envy Stadium. It was, uh, I remember I was in Texas because I was going to, uh, me and Rolders went to like a Mavs versus Bulls game. And we're walking up and I looked to my right as we're walking into the stadium and there's the Team Envy facility right there. And I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like if the Envy players, they stay there. And it's like literally, I'm talking about like not even a two minute walk. You walk outside, you walk to the right and the arena where the Mavericks play is there. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, there's definitely teams that like have those kind of ties, but it, like Johnny said, it doesn't really extend to anything major, which is I think something that I think a lot of us are trying. Are it's way further for, away. I'm sure Orcs would love like Carmine Carpet, the closest thing we've seen in Rock League, where they actually have the craziest oh, fans. Crazy. Oh, like they're, they're the closest thing to having. I mean, those fans for Carmine Carp at the Fall Major were more fans of Carmine Carp than Rocket League, which is what Orcs dream of. So I guess they're they're making headway. But we're not there yet. I feel like the last thing and the only other thing I want to say on this before you go into, go into Ross rumors was that, yeah, like I think CJ said at the start of this, I, it's just so uh, ridiculous to see how many like people, like whenever criticisms of like the current Rocket League format or the current like Rocket League esports system come up, um, there's always so many people saying, yep, time to do a league, time to do franchising, and that's it. They don't they don't elaborate. They don't lay out their like proposal, it's their time. plan, their detailed plan. It. They're just like, yeah, you know that thing that we used to do that wasn't anywhere near as big or anywhere near as interesting as what we do now? Let's just do that, because I'm sure it will be interesting this time, even though nothing has changed since then. Nothing at all. It's still the exact same orgs, same players. Uh, it, well, you know new players obviously but it's just say the, the scene is the same we haven't grown to the point where this is going to be interesting or different it's just not so yeah i think i think the open format is way better and this is by far the best way to do things right now and lastly lastly like esports is <laughs> lastly it, lastly in terms of like in person like esports the the beauty of esports you know you look through the covid era well you know what happened the last few years is that it's all online like we can play online so i don't think we should like try and not necessarily go away from it because obviously lands are the best thing about esports but the fact that we can play you know cross region or play everything's online you don't have to come together in person i think that's a massive advantage for esports so it is i don't think we should like shy away from that and try and make everything we everything we possibly can in studio or in person because like we need to use that as an advantage we can play like any matchup we want at any time I didn't even mean necessarily as like in studio. I kind of just meant like an org tying to a city, right? Like some people, right, yeah. like, like yeah, I, that would like practicing together. I, I I wasn't a huge fan of the NBA. Like I was like ten years ago, and then my team sucked, and so I stopped watching. And then my team is good again, so I started watching it. I'm a Fairweather fan, right? <laughs> I watched the Phoenix Suns, but the only reason I watched the Phoenix Suns is because I was born in Phoenix, and my family likes the Phoenix Suns because yeah, they're yeah. also from Phoenix. So it's like. The, the only reason that I have any tie to that team is because I was just from that area. So if you just, like, have a, a I don't know, a team from Miami, right? A lot of people from Miami or even Florida are just going to root for that team, just in general, in esports. Mm-hmm. And that was my main point. Yeah. Like, I wasn't saying, like, have a team from Phoenix and then they do everything <laughs> from a studio in Phoenix. Not like that, necessarily. I just kind of meant, like, having that tie. Yeah. Which, like if, you if, said, yeah. with V1, they have that tie and it makes sense. And then with uh, Optic, they have that tie and it makes sense. 
Yeah, they they just now they just need all the time to like allow someone to be like the people who are being born now, growing up now, and seeing that oh cool, my state's got an esports team attached to it. When they're older, yeah, now we can start seeing the the benefits of mm-hmm. that like loyalty. But now it hasn't happened yet. It's just these ties are literally just getting started. How can there be any loyalty for over time if the time hasn't passed? So we got to stop rushing. How long have we, have we been on this topic, by the way? Is it like an about an hour? Forty five minutes, like fifty hour, minutes, or forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, Dad okay, started cooking, bad, and we bad. just went. Yeah, you started no, we, cooking. We, we got we got some roster rooms to talk about, but cook. we're good. I we're good. We got we got time. We um yeah, go for we, it. We, we want to okay. jump into the well. I think this could be the. No, actually, I'm looking at some of these, so maybe it's not the biggest one. Okay, definitely a huge one, huge roster rumor that uh, has come up is lost to Furia replacing Kayo. And this Furia who just moved to North America from South America didn't qualify for the first major. Um and yeah, I guess Kayo he didn't have the best split. He compared to the end of last season he played very poorly. Um so that's what gives this rumor a lot of validity, I I suppose. And lost coming in for Kayo would be that I mean, we already thought Fury was kind of a super team. Kyle was like the the great, the original, the OG of South America, mm. but Lost is like the newest star. South America, one of the newest ones. So this would be crazy. Lost card, uh, uh, Lost card, Yan. If that roster is to happen for Fury, this split, what what happens with that team? How how, how do they, how do they go? Yeah, I think- oh man, I mean, they get a. I I would say they would take a major spot, right? <laughs> I mean, they gotta. They're definitely in contention more so with Lost. Yeah, yeah. Lost ridiculous. Yeah, they were even they were in contention with Kyle, but the problem mm-hmm. was was that like they just, they had some really bad series, uh, bad important matchups, I should say, because I remember them because I was there. Like it was just like Kyle, like there were some own goals and like some game sixes, and you could just tell like the disconnect was there. So Lost would be an immediate improvement or upgrade, and I know. I know just from speaking with people in fear, they have been looking at loss. So that does, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if it actually like comes through. But uh, yeah, I think because the biggest question is the club, right? It's not actually Furia, whether or not Fury get it. It's if the club are willing to part with it. And like, what do the club do? Yeah, also, because I mean, I feel like if the rumor exists and stuff, then that kind of means that Lost is interested in moving to NA because I feel like that's probably the bigger thing. Right, that's right. that's the the bigger issue. Is like, does Lost want to come? And then it's yes, okay. Now will the org part ways? Will they sell them? Sort of thing. Can you imagine the size of chain Lost is going to pull up to the next <laughs> major with if he gets on an NA salary? Oh my days! His, like, his he's neck already will be gotten... slouching by the end of the yeah. year. He was on one k a month, and he had a. He was spending yeah. the three years of his wages <laughs> on that first train. It was it's that was got the biggest train in the scene, and well, the, I think, he's going to get an NA salary. I think even though like Kai's had some good lands, but he's like always been like the you know you don't you don't want to say who's going to be the weakest player, but he's been like the probably the least um, impactful on that team for a while. Like he's in terms of like mechanics, just general yeah. impact. But he's had some really good lands. Like he had was it LA or London? One of them. He was. Uh, fantastic last season so he's had yeah, some no, good he had events some great lines. but he finished um, he finished strong last season it was just like this first split wasn't too good for him 
Yeah, but they're lacking a little bit at the moment. But uh, you know, I just think Furia—they they improved every regional. Um, I wouldn't—I I still think they can make next major if they didn't make a change. But yes, yeah, so uh, it's still an—it's still an upgrade, isn't it? Like it's just uh, lost is is sick, and he's good on land as well, which is huge. It's kind of scary, yeah. That that's a really scary. They could go even further. Like just they were already, I think, like an outside shot to winning any event they go to because they got the land experience, but. With loss, they become like a real contender to just straight up win anything, any tournament Man. that they're in. If I if I was other teams in the league, it, I like I would highly investigate that. Just only because like if that happens, that's gonna make competition in NA so much more harder. Like Fury was really close to getting into that fall major. So like nowadays, yeah. like the the teams that were competing with Furia, who are like up there, like I would want to know if that's happening because you don't want that to happen, and then you don't do anything about your team, and then next thing you know, that team just comes in and destroys everything. Yeah, I just wonder like if they go well enough, like or if Furia just do well enough throughout this season as a whole, there could be so many more teams. If Genji keep doing really well, there could be so such so many more. Teams and players moving to NA or trying to move to NA next season. Wait, will we see like absurd. like SSA spots fill up? Will we see teams coming out of OCE? Will we see just like worldwide movement or just uh major region style? Well, to 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 North America or to everywhere? You mean to try and yeah. snipe those major spots? Just sniping every spot. Sniping the major spots is like a different thing. Like you know, James Cheese have done it successfully once. Um, but are they going to do it again? Uh, you know, probably. I guess. I guess they'll have to wait and see how how they go for the rest of the season. If, uh, you know, and see if any other teams are getting interested in doing that. Wait, do Apex still get two? They do still get two, right? Wild World card spots. spots. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Like for me, it's like if you're a Sam team and you're a good Sam team, I get that there's more money in NA. But if you're trying to like make worlds and like win the world championship, I think you stay in Sam. Because it's just, it doesn't make any sense to move. Really? You have that Because you have that element of surprise against your competitors. I think it's the reason why Team Secret made it so far. Was because no one knew how like they were going to play until they saw yeah. them there. And then by the time they were there, they were already like... Everyone's like has to figure out by playing them and watching tape and things like that. It's so much harder <laughs> to develop a strategy against something like that. No, that's... I mean, that's... You make a good point, but Nick also makes a good point in chat. Do you really care about the element of surprise or 5Xing your salary? Like... Yeah, that's also true. Like, like, do you want know. a little chain or a big beefy chain? That's the question. Yes. I mean, it, well, what about the world's prize pool? Like, you know, if you're like that solid, you come into worlds and no one knows what you're gonna do. You win the world championship. You know, like, do you want that? Mm -hmm. Do you care about that? Because then, if you go to NA, yeah, you have five times the salary for maybe about like a split or two. And then once NA figures out who you are, then you're gonna get you're gonna be, it's the same thing's gonna happen with Fury. And then that <clears> player <throat> who was so confident going in won't be so confident. Uh, I don't. This this whole figure out that I met needs to change. Gonna, I don't think anyone figured out. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. No, it's gonna be. I'm watching Fury, and I'm like, yeah, I'll figure this out. The other teams are. Figure this out eventually. Like that. Like this. Uh, I feel like this is just the the fakest analysis. Whatever people say. Oh yeah, this team got figured out. That team you don't got think figured Fury out. Like, got figured I mean, out. No, they didn't. They didn't. Coyote what? didn't play very well. Coyote didn't play well. He, did, he had a really, really underperforming split. Uh, and even Car didn't play up to his world's part. Okay. I think like overall. Now riddle me this, well. Johnny boy. How come people? 
call it a honeymoon period like if they're not being figured out why is there a honeymoon period in the first place because honeymoon they, period is mental well, it's like it's, it's, yeah, it's mental why oh, what is this cj no honeymoon period is just the, the people teams coming together a new team yeah. and they're like oh, nothing can go wrong like throw caution to the wind just do literally nothing has gone wrong they've only yeah, just tried Exactly. No one has no any baggage. tendencies yet. It's just let's play without fear, without any. No one's trying to figure out. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's like through scrims. No, no arguments. And they're the number one team in the world. And you want to tell me Fury did the same thing and they get top eight in regional events. They don't even make the grand final. Genji are a new team. They're a brand new team. That's a different thing. Yeah, they're, it's they're not like they were both established. No, so because you think Genji has to be figured Genji out. going to get figured out? Jokes. That's jokes that Gen somebody's like, oh, Genji's going to get figured I'll, out. I'll, that's I'll, that's going to be their time I'm already, I'm already watching them figuring out. I'm analyzing every replay. <laughs> it's so not, if I, if I can figure figured it out. out, hopefully a good coach could figure it out too. Oh what is figuring it out? What is this thing we're what, saying? What is there to figure out? I love, I oh, love he does this every right time. Now. He does it every time. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got Look him Look at Coach Chrome. He's oh, furious scrims and prep to land were scary. Scrims, when they moved over, felt like they were playing a game, so they were scary. He said the fear factor was gone. That was all Fury had because nobody knew anything about him. No, they said Fury. He's not he said saying, he said they didn't play well. He said they, they weren't playing yeah. like as well. They weren't playing with the same confidence. He said it was on them. It's not because well, they got figured out or people weren't well, scared of them. It's just because they weren't play playing well. as well. Did, With, oh, yeah, that, maybe they didn't think of that. Didn't they, didn't didn't they also, that. like, <laughs> just move? Sorry. Like, yeah, they had, like, three days. Maybe they didn't think of that, guys. Like, maybe I'm you should tell Kyo to play well. You'd be like, oh. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Because oh, I was like, asking oh, you, but, like, in my brain, well. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, you just moved over to NA. You got Yan tweeting, I want to conquer the whole world, and da 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 And then, so you expect them to come in North America and do something. So you could have a bad split. Like BDS, BDS didn't make the the major. G two scraped it in the no, major. No, no, no. Like BDS lot, got figured out. Yeah, the they got figured split. out. Did G two get <laughs> figured out as well? That's true. They did. did what do you mean it's out? true? They did, BDS didn't get figured out. They played horrendously. They were just not. The, they do didn't think, play as well. Do you think the pioneers just figured BDS out when they beat them three zero in London? They just figured them, <laughs> yeah, they, figured them out. In secret, just figured them out. BDS kind of figured them out. And then BDS figured out what to do next. This is weird, like correlation between like teams not playing well. It means you, the other team, figure them out. Did the entire North American region just figure Fury out, or did Fury just have a below par performing split? Now, but CJ, no I, I, I like the part where BDS got figured out by Secret and Pioneers, but then they unfigured the everyone out, so like, they didn't hit one I world. Say, I, as a person, I'll talk about Fury. I'm not talking about BDS. BDS, whatever. They, yeah, we can talk about Fury. But like, for Fury, for me, it's like, you scrim teams every day, right? You play the regionals for a reason. You, you like, I... I even though I'm thankful CJ will give them credit for like, oh, they only did bad for three months. For me, I'll disagree and say three months is a lot of time. You're playing a lot of Rocket League for three months. This is, you know, it's your job. You scrim every day. You're playing Rocket League for a lot of time. So you do a bad for three months. It's, it's kind of saying something, even if it's one player or not. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, and these coaches aren't dumb. 
they know teams play styles. Uh, it, you make it seem like it's like magic <laughs> to figure a team Wait, out. It's I'm not gonna, magic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Let's argue that all the coaches. Let's throw yeah, yeah. all the coaches in the <laughs> okay, <laughs> but Someone get a pint a little bit too much while they're not. Let's not let's not put the ball in the not dumb basket. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Some of the cheerleaders with the technical coaches are right. Oh, they're doing it up. If a team is like in a rut and they just they've lost like their touch or perhaps have come out of their honeymoon and they're starting to overthink things or they're trying to change like it might just be one player's not playing well then they change their structure this that might not just be the you can't just give credit to every other team they're playing that that they figured (laughs) them out like the team itself might just not be like they've lost what they had before that's not other teams that it, it can be other teams like adapting stuff like that but you can't just say like fury have been completely figured out by the entire region after yeah, one like yeah, three months split. like clearly there's they're not performing as chrome said in screams they're not as deadly they're not they're not they're just not getting touches they're usually getting they're throwing the ball away they're playing not as confident i don't think if they're doing that yeah. against every team they're screaming it's not that every team they're screaming figure them out. They might just be, you know, they've lost their form. But CJ, if that's the case, then why are they making a change? Because they've clearly lost their form. It's they, not like that other teams are, have figured them out. It's just they're not playing well as a team anymore, so they need to make a change. They've figured out that they're not playing well. Okay. That's why they're <laughs> They figured it out. They figured <laughs> themselves <laughs> out. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done with that one. <laughs> All right, we've, got, we've probably got to move on to the next roster rumor here. So, Moist and Oxygen kind of all tied into one because there's it's rumored that Rise or Oxygen been looking to get Rise from Moist, and then there there was actually a three option Whoa, uh, yeah, rumor for that. Moist, either Oli, Razier's, or Juicy in for for rise so yeah it seems like oxygen and rise if this is true have instigated this Mm. one and that the they're trying to move rise onto the roster in place of oli and then moister like well i mean we might as well take a look at oli though but also razier's and juicy looking pretty good so yeah i just want to say crazy i just want to say i have to go to the bathroom don't do not not (laughs) wait up for me guys i'll be right back <laughs> well, he, he knows. Look, well, now Rizzo's gone. We can get into the juice. Obviously, Rizzo knows too much, so he can't get yeah, into this. Yeah, but yeah. look, it, it, based on the, all these rumors, it does seem like uh, Moist figured out that second place was the highest they could get on with that roster. So yeah. Rise is off. <laughs> no, 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 CJ. What's happening here is that Moist are trying to get in right before everybody figures them out. Stop! Like, they've stop, done pretty well stop, here. Stop! Yes. They're going to like, place, they're gonna finish off that out. roster. They're like, right, second place, that's pretty good. Let's just call it here before we dudes. get figured out. Because everybody probably saw what we did there. They all probably saw us get second. Yep. That's it. We're, we're done. Okay, so the tinfoil people, from what I've heard about Oxygen and Oli... Are saying mm. that obvious that like to them it's obvious that there's something you know with Archie and Jory is their buddy buddy. Oli was like the new guy, and even though Oli had a great layup performance, people were like looking at like analyzing, like looking at the cams. If people got mm. scored and they thought it was Oli's fault, they were much more upset. But if it was everybody else's fault, I was like, okay, whatever. So like people are thinking that that is specifically the case. Um, Do you think kinda... he played too much Rocket League? Was he embarrassing them with his errors? 
I I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because, like, he was looking good. I don't think anyone can really argue that Oli... Oli... Like, there's... I've seen people debate this in other streams. I was watching Who Do You this morning. They were arguing about if Oli was the worst player or, or the best player on Oxygen or not. And that's a whole conversation anybody can have outside of that. Um, but that being said, yeah, like, obviously there's something there, right? Oxygen... Where did, where did they finish up? Was it top? Uh, eighth. Well, fifth, eighth. eighth. Lost, oh, eight. yeah. oh, right, right. They lost, they lost the phase. phase. They lost the phase, right. They lost so, the yeah, fourth clan cars. I can understand. They're more comfortable. Those players are definitely more comfortable with Rise, I would think. Uh, I've seen Rise and Archie speak a lot, so that would make sense. Uh, so, it's, mm, it's, I um, some there. I just think it's like, you know, we, is what we spoke about before with, you know, how many roster changes we get is that there's so much more that goes on than just... It's not just who plays well, who's the best player, yeah. you know, who's the most mechanical. Clearly, you're looking at these moves, right? It doesn't take a, a genius to figure out if a Moist is getting second place and Rise wants to leave. It's not how they're playing. It's definitely like more than more like what's going on. You know, are they gelling as a team? Are they enjoying playing with each other? Stuff like that. I think that so many moves now are just like players that want to make moves to they want to enjoy playing with the team or they want to you know they want to play with their friends like might be a problem maybe we need franchising for that so we don't have this these things happening but i think there's so much more that yeah clearly it's not all just well Oli played pretty well at the land while they get rid of him moist got second while they make a move there is a lot more behind the scenes like is are they are they screaming well are they enjoying you know each other's it's, company yeah. stuff like that maybe they were like grass is greener kind of vibes on oxygen with like uh you know if they heard that rise is available they're probably like oh wait that's it's rise i mean he's one of the best land players of the past year you've got to like consider <clears throat> that and maybe they like just did what a lot of teams do they just queued up some ranked on their smurfs dominated and thought yep we're amazing sign him up and uh, played one scrim and it went really well. I don't know. I don't know what they did to to come up with this uh, or to you know confirm that this is a good, a good idea. But it, it, it's a, definitely a shame because Oli did very well in Oxygen. I thought he was very good. And uh, it's, if they've yeah it, if they, yeah if, they, if they've decided that he wasn't good enough, I mean, Rice Rice is definitely the better player right now on paper. But Oli was good enough to win a lot. With this team, the the oxygen plus with Oli was definitely good enough to win a one. That team it's played just, unbelievably well at times. It's just like what players mm -hmm. like value. Like even I'd say personally, I've had you know experiences where I'd rather I, I value like a better team environment. Like make sure all the players are like you know looking out for each other, stuff like that, over purely results. Like in in terms of like long term performance, stuff like that. And I think this. Yeah. We're seeing this more now is that players are going to value that more. Like, I've had a discussion with Archie before, and even he said, like, he previously played with Casio, and he said, like, Casio might not be the best individual player, but he's, like, in fact, he I'm, said I'm that he pump can't him up. Well, exactly. <laughs> but he said, like, he's comms and he's always giving 110%. He's, like, always vibing. Like, he said he'd. He'd, in a heartbeat, like, I don't know, this could be compared to roster change, but he's saying, like, he'd love to play with him again because it was such a good environment and just, like, he was always putting in, he was always, like, had a positive attitude mindset. Mm -hmm. He values that more than just 
you know, a player that might be performing better or popping up. Like it, there's, it's just giving an example of like what pros, are, I guess, are valuing now. And we're seeing this with Moist, like they're getting second and, well, at least with Rise, like there's some reason like he wants out or other teams want him, stuff like that. So teams are valuing more and more just people that are, you know, being better teammates for each other rather than just who's performing, who's got the Octane GG top 10 stats. Like we're just yeah. seeing it so much more because you hang out with these people every day. You're screaming with them every day, two or three hours. You're always like, you want to be in the same, you know, you look at Gen G, like they've just all on the same page. Like they've just found something that clicks. Like they've got a really good environment. Noel is yeah. like a perfect third man for them. And it's not just about, you know, they're, they're just like, it's just like all these people being coming together for this one cause. Like it's just, what we're seeing with Gen G is pretty special. And I think other teams are trying to find that mashup where it's not just the three most mechanical players in the world come together. It's more about, you know, who they are and, and who yeah. they are as teammates. It's so it's it's massive. I think it's a lot that's more why this, yeah. yeah, like that's why Reddit always like, well this doesn't make sense. Why would they pick up this player? Well like you don't really know how they are on a day to day basis, how they're rocking up to screams. Are they just waking up five minutes before they're not practicing and then they're not really calming or they're just not really putting in or you're gonna you have to carry them in comms or stuff like that. There's so much more little things that I guess you don't really you can't you'll never know as a fan, which is why it's frustrating when you see roster moves because you're like that doesn't make sense because he was the second best player on the team or he was the best player. The, yeah, but the Vatira you just leaving, can't know. Vatira leaving voice was the best example of this where so many people were criticizing him. Like so yeah. many people when uh you know that's that's his decision. If he like wants to play for a massive French org then who's to blame him? People are like saying, nah, this is ridiculous. He's never he's never going to be on a team that was as good as that team that he just left. But I mean, that's just pure speculation. And people, he, who's going to know better than him for that situation? In hindsight, we can always look back at some moves that just do completely fail. If any move, if like if Atira to KC was a complete disaster, then yeah, it might look bad for him. But he trusted it and it worked. So now he, now he looks like a genius. And uh that could continue doing very well for him in the future because of how successful the, the org is. Right, CJ, you've got to explain to us what's going on with Kansas City Pioneers and why why, <laughs> why, why is there a rumor coming out that Super Lucky's uh, uh, going to be off the roster? And, well, there's as, not as a rumor. Any... He has tweeted that he's LFG. Oh, no, he's, he, so he said, is official. What did he tweet again? Yes. He tweeted that he's... He's a restricted uh, free agent or something? Yep, still still obviously under contract. Um, I'd assume that, you know, based on any old contract, that it's at least until the end of the season because that's usually mm. how it would work. Um, so, obviously still under contract, would need a buyout unless, you know, KCP finds someone else and then they just let him go, which, yeah. some, like, it should usually. That's sort of what happens. Very rarely is the player that's been kicked, I guess, held hostage on a team that they can't play for. So... Mm. Um, well, I mean, that has, yeah, he, that has happened. Yeah, has happened. Well, let's, let's not act like it doesn't do happen. <laughs> yeah, a couple of a couple of hostage. There's been a couple of hostage situations throughout the Rugby League esports history. But um, yeah, Lockie. So obviously they they went zero and nine. Zero and nine. It was best of fives, wasn't it? Yeah, they went zero and nine. Yeah, yeah, major. Didn't win a single game, let alone series. Um. I don't know about that, Uh Yeah, look, there's been a few situations about hostages. But, uh, yeah, went 0-9, clearly weren't vibing. Some things were happening. And I, I'm i surprised. I just think they were in a bit of a... It was all mental. It was 110% mental. Like, this thing yeah. was just being really... 
just, I don't know, they just weren't like, they didn't come in with the right mindset. They sort of, you, you if you watched OCE, they won the first regional, then they got pumped by power in the next two. Um, and then, yeah, they just, I think that flattened them a little bit. They lost their confidence because, you know, they used to have that, I guess, when when KCP went internationally, they were like the new kids on the block. We're mechanical. We can take it up to anyone. And then this land, they sort of went in just like, oh, well, like we suck. We'll see what happened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just wasn't the right vibes. They didn't go the right mindset. And I thought they just needed a break for the Christmas break. But, you know. Yeah, they decided. A bit of time yeah, off. against that. They, so the, the thing about this team is they're all um, much taller than Daniel. So I think it's easy to forget that they are all actually roughly the same age as Daniel. Like, yeah. the, the it's uh, you look at this team and you're like, oh yeah, they're probably all like 18 or something. Uh, you know, they're they're young, but they're not that young. But they're they're actually all Daniel. Like they're all, they're all Daniel age. So it's it's understandable they could get in a bit of a mental block, get inside their own heads a little, a little bit. But who who could they get uh, in OCE to replace Lockie? Who could they get in that would be uh, as good or or better? Do you think? I don't think anyone could be an improvement. Um, You're not coming at retirement? Uh, I will. If they want to hit me up, I'll consider it. Um, no, but I think that there's there's certainly some young mechanical guns. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to go into too much because I, I might. You might know. Sorry, CJ, I put you on the spot there, didn't I? I don't think that anyone... Yeah, Forky. Yeah, Forky came out and be crazy, but... Well, he tried to, but oh, apparently please. that didn't go well. <laughs> oh, please. No, look, it's... um. Yeah, I don't think anyone could be an improvement on Lockie, but I think it's another one of those situations where you had a great team. These guys could have been together for many years, but if they just lost the enjoyment of scrimming, practicing with each other, you saw as well Threes has left their coach as well. So um, maybe they just need to change it up. Like it's got stale and these things can happen. You know what I mean? Like you can, you look at even uh, like the Dig Dynasty, like Turbo leaving, you know, he's come yeah. out and said like he just wasn't enjoying playing. Like it wouldn't have mattered if they were still winning. Like he just did, he just didn't want to play with that team anymore. Um, yeah. So this always happens, even with the best rosters. Sometimes you just, you just lose that. You don't want to show up for scrims, or like you don't enjoy practicing with each other and, and improving. And sometimes you need a, a change to mix it up. It's interesting though, because I don't know, Super Lockies man, one of one of the best. Well, they're all very good players, but Super Lockie has been pretty good on land. And some would say he's the best player in the team. Others would say Banana Head. Um, but yeah, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, that kind of hits guys. to me that it must have been like a, uh, not a gameplay thing. Yeah, yeah pretty much confirms it. Because yeah, Super Lockie was phenomenal. He was very good in that team. So another one that's confirmed. This isn't a rumor. This is, uh, as far as I know, it's confirmed that Rule One, the number two <laughs> team from Middle East North Africa, have announced. They've acquired Mossen, that's M7SN, um, M7. in replace <laughs> replacement of uh, Nader, who was a last-minute um, pickup after Naipo got banned right before the start of the season. So this is a, this is an interesting one uh, from Rule 1. They've grabbed a player from, I think, the team who were third in points. I think, yeah, I think they, well, they still will be third in points. And also a team who actually beat them this uh Pass split. So Mossen actually is one of the two teams who beat uh, Rule One during the previous split. The other being Falcons, of course. And yeah, he did play the World's Wildcard as well. It didn't go very well the World's Wildcard, but he got top eight at G8 with uh, 01 Esports, and then yeah, just recently got third place in the um, 
fall split. With the, all with the same team. So Ams, Mossen, and Zizonix were a team for a long time. Now they're not. Mossen's joined Rule 1. But yeah, what do you, what do you guys think here? How, what, what are the chances that they could usurp Falcons with this pickup? Well, I don't know much about Mina myself. So I got to ask you, Johnny, do you think this is a direct upgrade? Like just looking at it on paper. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And they were extremely close to take the spot from Falcons, right? Uh, it was pretty close. They they got beaten pretty soundly in the last. Like they were dead tied on points, literally play or not dead tied, but they were playing for the major spot in regional three grand finals. So it was super close. Came down to the last series. Um, but yeah, Falcons won that one pretty handily. Do you, um, do you know they, like they won um, the last two regionals as well? Yeah, ha- have Rule One beaten? Falcons, they did, right? They won the first They regional? did. They beat them twice in the first regional, I think, in Swiss and in the grand final. Um, and then Falcons won regional two without actually having to beat real one because Mossen's old team did it for them. Um, but Falcons destroyed Mossen's team in the final. <clears throat> and yeah, in, the, in regional three, Falcons beat real one. So real one, I've got a good record against them, but it's, yeah, it's because they beat them in Swiss in right. one of the grand finals. I'm going to give my prediction then, okay? Okay. I think... Rule1 is going to make the major over Falcons because two of the Rule1 players have Falcons figured out, and Falcons <laughs> do not have anybody on this team figured out since they're a new team. They're going to hit them with the surprise factor. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't hate me when it happens. Dazard, come back, come oh, back in Dazard, three months. You're muted. You're muted. Good. Like, yeah, y'all funny. Okay, y'all real funny. Okay, like... <laughs> oh, with the surprise factor, yeah, he figured him out. Mm. Look, um, I think personally, I'm gonna say my piece since y'all got me going. It better, they better make the major, right? Like, obviously, they were so close, like Johnny has said. I'm, I'm like in between. I'm not like Rizzo. I watch me in a little bit, uh, but I'm not like Johnny either. But I'm not like obviously. I knew how close they, these two teams were leading up until the major, so. I, if you're making a move like that, you're expecting Rule One. I mean, Rule One were at the major, but they were in a booth uh, at the at the fall major. They weren't playing. Now, if they want to be a team that's playing, then yeah, you make that change. You upgrade the roster. You get a little bit better, and then you well, you get better enough to beat the Falcons. If if they make the change and it's not, if they're just not like I would say definitively number one in Mina this split, just this split, then I think that there's a problem there. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm with the 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 kind of Rizzo Johnny. I, I I have expectations for Rule One to be at the Winter Major here. Winter Major, really? Wow, that's that's bold. I mean, I think uh, Mawson's an upgrade, but I'd still have to say Falcons win regionally. Um, they're they're just too dominant, and if it seems like if they just put it together, the no one can figure them out. They just they haven't been figured out for so long. But no, jokes aside, it, it, it's true though. They just have they they've got the mental edge when they when they show up and play well. Everybody's like shivering. Regionally. They are in a bit of a rut as well. Like at the major, they were having a few issues. They were trying to figure out. So they've they've mm. lost a little bit of the the Falcons magic, and they still went. Uh, you know, they did they they did okay. They did they weren't they weren't probably the Falcons we know and love. They weren't quite as you know impactful but yeah they've got a little bit to figure out however people are trying to say we don't know mina look i had the privilege of getting absolutely bopped in a couple of games by msn which i like to call him because that's what i called him in scrims 
uh, at at uh, Gamers 8 when he was on 01. And uh, I was always pretty impressed with him. So I, yeah, compare, I think this this is an upgrade. And I think this is a, a, a good choice. I think like let's keep keep evolving and keep trying to... I think, will this keep happening? Do you think if Falcons keep making majors, we'll just see the teams under them <laughs> just keep uh, trying to make some moves to try and... I think they're going to stick or... with this one for the whole season. Unless something like goes really wrong internally or, you know, off the pitch. I think this is it for the season for real one. I think this is their team. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got the Twins and Mawson, who's a proven top guy in the in the region. He's always been what considered to be one of the best, uh, if not the best on his team that he's been on for a long time. A team that's been very consistently at the top top three in the Middle East for like over a year. So, yeah, he's he's a proven proven player. And I mean, they've got the, they've got the Twins for goodness sake. You, you just need to just need to get get Rawas fully downloaded. Get him in the get him in the lobby. Like this guy's ridiculous. He's uh, he's is, in stellar form. Is this like a Zen situation where everyone's just waiting for Naupo to? Yeah, they're waiting for it to come back. But yeah, hey, maybe maybe with Mawson, Real One can just become the number one team, and then that it'll be actually be Falcons who are trying to sign Naupo. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Mina gets two spots for wildcard minimum means that you're, I think, likely to see this Real One roster for the rest of the season. Yeah, just run okay. it. Because it's not that many. I mean, to go from Nader to Mossen, that's an upgrade. Mossen, going to to bring in any other player in the region who's not Naipo, would be speculative, at best. Like, there's no one who's clear of Mossen who's not already on Rule One or Falcons. No one who's clear. Like, the only player who's like been a carry for any team he's been on is Tellem, but he's also been team hopping like crazy you can't hold down a roster whereas Mawson had like a you know clearly a team played with this guy for a whole year so he must be a good teammate in some ways if you're if he you know managed to get the same two two players to play with him for a whole year um mm. yeah I'd, I'd still back Falcons right now because regionally they're too dominant did you make a prediction CJ on this who's gonna win who's gonna qualify or the way too early prediction before we've seen the play <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, was, I think I had a bit of a chat to the Falcons coach at the major. I just think they're a little bit of a yeah. It seems like they. I don't don't really like the the vibes a little bit. I think they they can figure it out. They'll they'll win. But I think there's certainly some room if a team just comes out and which could be rule one and just wax them first up first regional, then they could just run along with it. But yeah, I think I think as you said, it's just it's too much of a mental diff, isn't it? Just the 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 powerhouse of the region, like they'll just always have the edge. So I think Falcons will just keep winning and make worlds, all the majors. Do you, do you guys think if uh, Rule One ended up qualifying over Falcons, like the major would feel a little weird? No. Or do you think it would just be odd to see Falcons not there? Um, I think no. no, no. Well, for me, no. no, because I know how good Real One are. But maybe for some people, uh, the more casual fans would be like, "Wait, where's that Mina team who always who are always here?" Yeah, <laughs> what, but that, who are these guys? Those guys would be replaced by, oh, this is Sunless Kind and Civic's new team. So cool, yeah, I'll get behind yeah. those guys. You know what I mean? So I think like those teams could trade spots here and there. Um, I I got to see you know quite a lot of crazy comments about. Uh, Rawas especially um, no and also at Kalir's as well but yeah I recently did some 1v1 Nations content 
where Saudi Arabia destroyed the United States uh, B team, and then the the other way, right? Yeah, the Saudi Arabia B team also beat the United States A team, and so many people were like, "Who are these guys? Like, what's going on? Why why are their names spelled so weird?" I was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy to think how many people just now learned about Rawas and that he might be the best one v one player on the planet." Um, because yeah, for for me, I'm always thinking that it's the same audience watching all my content. But I think for some reason, national content always brings in new eyes. And so many, there are so many comments about this. People like don't don't know them, don't know how good they are. But yeah, they're they're legit. I I do think Ruas is the best ones player on the planet right now. By the way, for the record, not that we're talking about ones right now, but yeah, he he's he's absolutely ridiculous. He's the best defender in the game. If you guys haven't had the pleasure of watching Ruas play ones or threes. Then definitely do it because I think he's the best defender in the game. Mm, best working. best goalkeeper in the game, definitely. Best defender, probably. But yeah, you have defense a, a bit more. Do you fake. have a video on that, Johnny? To, to to one video to highlight his defense. I could. I'll I'll have to. I'll I'll come back to you on that. I'll I'll find okay. it for you. Recently, he's been so dominant. He doesn't even have to defend anymore. He just like <laughs> he just goes and scores. But yeah, I'll find I'll find one. I'll find one for you. I will miss fear just saying Nader. I like how he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss that on the team streams. Is he still, is he still going to be the team as a sub? Uh, Nader. Oh, I don't know. They didn't. Did they? Did anyone in chat know if they kept Nader? While well, we're waiting for that response, oh, in the last wait. like, I can look up the he... tweet because they said something about him. Uh, oh, did they? Nice. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. Now, it's also listed here as a final like roster rumor is that Knight uh, will be replacing Taroko on Koi. Not the same Knight. Not, not South yeah. American Knight. Two different people. Not NXGHD, NIGHD, Knight, who played on Soul. Knight was released. He was released. He was also um, released. Okay, he's released. Knight, I believe, was the third on randoms as well, right? So you played with Chronic and Two Piece. It was Chronic, Two Piece, and Knight, and now they're all on like top sixteen rosters. And people expect Koi to be top sixteen. Also, by the way, Koi is Rogue. Koi, mm. yeah, Koi is the new the Rogue. Yeah. Rogue is no longer Roster. a thing. They've been acquired by Koi. But Koi is a massive Spanish org, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's huge. Yeah. But they yeah they grab Rogue or they're just like. Partner with Rogue? No. Well, I think, I think the whole Rogue brand is like gone, and now it's just absorbed yeah. by Koi. Oh, they're, they're just like, uh, they're, they're playing, oh, was it? I, I, yeah, I think they just. Rogue, Agario. we're just like trying to go through, to navigate their way yeah. through the esports world. It's, well, Koi just comes along and <laughs> absorbs them. <laughs> They've just completely absorbed exactly. Rogue. I have all that hard reference. <laughs> now I want to play it. We're going to grind yeah, some Agario after stream. <laughs> Well, that, is, is Rogue's uh, Twitter still there? Cool. Or they change it to Koi? Because Koi already had like a massive. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I think they've changed it to like Koi English, haven't they? Memory. Ah, that's smart. So they got an English Twitter that formerly Rogue. Yeah, Rogue does not exist anymore. Like the Rogue yeah, Twitter. It's now Koi English is the Rogue old Rogue. I see. That's, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, they're a big Spanish org, so if they if they have any kind of a you know uh, regional pride or national pride as the Carmen Corp org do, that's going to be pretty cool to see the, uh, how that works out. Oh yeah, uh, Johnny always said it's mainly for the LEC spot because Rogue had an LEC <coughs> spot, so they absorbed the org to gain the LEC spot. But I guess they got a Rocket League team mm. as like a 
You know how like when you buy like a oh, sandwich, you might get a bag of chips as like a combo. <laughs> like the Rocket League team is like the drink or the bag of chips, I guess. <laughs> like a buy one get one free sort of deal. Yeah, you, they went and buy they went and buy their sandwich, and then the person at the till is just like, oh, you know it's cheaper if you throw these like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just helping you out. Actually, you get the Rocket League biscuit. team, it's a discount too. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll take have, them. Have you seen that, like, this bit, have you seen that office meme of, like, Angela standing <laughs> just behind, like, and he's like, Wait, what the hell, where'd you come from? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the Rocket League team just, like, tapping them on the shoulder, like, hey, guys, we're, we're still here. They're like, what the hell? Hello. Remember us? It's phenomenal. Oh my god. Okay, so we also have a. Uh, we wrote down like who needs a change on this thing, but I think we'll have to move that to next show or something because I don't think we'll have yeah, we time for it. Uh, the last mm-hmm. topic that we did have uh, on this was uh, viewbotting. Recently, there were a couple tweets about viewbotting, and again, I'm gonna say it again. We're not gonna name names. Okay, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna name drop here. But uh, there's been a lot of tweets. It, it started from apparently Jack. Um, he did make a tweet that's saying it was like so obvious or whatever uh, that people are doing this. And then a bunch of people started making tweets about, oh, this viewbot are doing this. Also, also Dazrin was like the second tweet I saw. So, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta, maybe I name dropped Dazrin. There you go. He was like the second tweet I saw tweet about it. Um, <laughs> Hello. And maybe you could explain that a bit more. But then a bunch of other people came in and they were saying like, Oh, this viewbotting thing. I know who the viewbotter is. And then people were getting super annoyed <laughs> that nobody was saying they're tweeting, oh, this viewbotter. And then nobody's saying the viewbotter. Um, which I also didn't There's make, also a whole, uh, whole bunch yeah. of tweets like, oh, if you guys, if only you guys if, know if how much deeper this knew, goes. This so crazy. Yeah. Oh, imagine thinking that this is only viewbotting. I can't believe you peasants have not got the info. I do. So many tweets about it. It's great. It's crazy. Yeah, I did. I did make a video talking about it, if you guys want to check that out. A little self plug there. But also, um, I want to mention as well, I, I don't think it's like this, this big issue that a lot of people are making with the whole name dropping thing. Like say the name or don't say it at all, because I feel like uh, making it public that people know there's a viewbotter out there. People are going to be on the lookout for a viewbotter. So y- you should probably be a little bit more careful if you are viewbotting sort of thing. It's like a kind of like a public warning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's as bad as some people are putting it out of like, oh, just say the name because like a false accusation could be a lot worse. Like, you know, than just like saying, oh, you know, it's kind of out there. Like mm. people know, you know, so I, I don't know. What, like, what do you guys think about the whole not saying the name compared to? All right, saying, let, me, let me. All right, let me start let's, this let's, off. let's go over the Daz tweet at least. Let, 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 yeah, let me let start. This off. First of all, let me read the tweet I said, and I want to give everyone here a perspective on this as well. So, I tweeted this January first. Uh, between January twentieth and twenty seventh, I want to say I had. People in Chicago wrote as Arsenal as Fear Fisher. They were all visiting me. So I was like taking care of them. People had flights delayed. Da, 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 da. It was like it was a whole thing. So after that was done and made, I made sure everybody got home. I had a couple of days where I just kind of, I don't know, slept and played video games. I didn't even look at social media. So I get back online and I see Jack's tweet and all this other stuff. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me make a tweet just to remind people that, hey, this is bad. If you guys do this, there are consequences. You can lose all of your stuff if you do something like this. And apparently everybody took that out of context and thought that I knew who was viewbotting (laughs) and that I am the police and that now is my job to go around and figure out who is doing this and to bring them to justice. I was just saying, like, look, this is going to have the right people are going to find out. It doesn't need to be a public thing because 
even if you find out a channel is being viewed by it, you don't necessarily know if the streamer knows. The streamer might not be aware of it. It could be a simp doing it. It could be a hater doing it. It's all these different things. So what's the point of calling people out on stuff for public? At the same time, like I said, my tweet was to remind people. Everybody thought I was impression farming. If I really wanted to impression farm and I, and I knew who was doing it, I could just do that. Because then it's going to do what Jag does. It's going to get the interactions because everybody's going to be talking about, oh, this person did this and da, 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 And then everybody, you know, it, it, it's a landslide. So it's not, it's not that, but that doesn't stop me from having two front page posts on Reddit talking about it. <laughs> it all I'm saying is, is that the, at the end of the day, the, that's one of the biggest reasons why people are so careful of it is because it's, it's, it's more about the visibility. If people are taking that thing and going public and deciding that, hey, you know, I want to speak about this because I feel a certain way about this. One, they're allowed to. You don't get to say whether or not they're allowed to. You're, you are not social media police, for one. Uh, and for two, um, it's, it's just a whole thing of like letting the other person know like, yo, even if you haven't, even if you don't even think it's you, just kind of like check your stuff out. Make sure like, you know, things are going good over there because you, you never know. So that's what I just want to say off rip. Now we can get into like the rest of it though, if you guys want to. I just want to say like <clears throat> in regards to the naming names, like this, I don't know, as you said, I don't know why this is a thing. Like this happens all the time with, um, even like at school, when you're back at school, right? the teacher might be like, Hey, this has happened. We, we know like this has happened. Oh, yeah, we're going to give so this, weird. like we're <laughs> going to give this person an opportunity to fix it or to come forward before we, you know, this is, this happens all the time, but people are like, no, just go straight to them. Go straight at their faces. No, this isn't, that's not how it works. Like it's such a better way to do things than going, Hey, like we all know, like, whoever it is whoa, like we, you know get, do it fix it and then like we can all move on with our lives no, no so direct that, confrontation there's yeah. no direct because if you just go direct people take it personally they can be like these personal back and forth stuff like it's much better to just put it out into the world i know yeah. reddit and like the like the esports reddit is just gonna go off going oh my god just say it we want to know but like for the person that is actually viewpointing it is so much better to just like be like okay okay whoa okay like people are aware like this is a this is this might be directed at me like i need to fix this rather than just going straight to them hey i know you're doing this like this is not on fix it because that can just you know it's much more confrontational yeah also Um, like the scenario of like somebody else is doing it for you and then imagine like approaching that person and it's like you're essentially like they, like maybe they, they think they're having like they don't know right they don't know they're getting viewbotted somebody else is viewbotting their channel for them which is entirely possible and you're saying hey you you're you know you're a viewbotter yada 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 and this person you know they think they were never viewbotted or whatever you're basically like discrediting their success or what they think is their yeah. success you know what i mean and so like it comes off as like this very personal personal dig and, and they're going to take it personally especially if they're not the ones even doing it themselves yeah, it's just, as I said, it's a classic, let's go back to school. It's like, hey, we know someone <laughs> or we know who stole the lolly jar. We're going to give you until the end of the day to put it back and we won't punish anyone. Like that's sort of what, what we're trying to do in a roundabout way or what, or, or what I'm doing because I haven't tweeted. But what, what the people that are like Daz putting the tweet out there is like basically saying that like, we know this is happening. We're going to like give you a little grace period to fix it and then we can all move on. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, we're going to start having to push some buttons around here. Like that's kind of... I just can't wait to see the tweet saying somebody's going to be like, so glad that 
all the viewbotters learned their lesson and stopped viewbotting uh, again without revealing any names. Just the same thing except the full circle. Like it's all been completely resolved and still Twitter is mad that they don't know who it is. It's going to be great to see the, the, the completion of the saga. Oh, facts. <laughs> people so like, are like, you... <laughs> I, I, I saw an argument where it was like, uh, this is what most people say. Well, what's stopping? I mean, this is just not good because then people are just going to falsely accuse somebody. What they got to do with me? Like, just because you guys <laughs> decide to go into the stream, I didn't make you go into this stream and accuse somebody of doing something. That's your dumb fault. So if you get banned by a streamer because you said some dumb stuff, guess what? That's on you. The same reason we don't say something should be the same reason you don't say something. Hello? This should be, like, common sense. But it's the internet, so sometimes that gets lost in translation. That Like... I, I don't know, man. I think that's probably the biggest issue with the tweets is that, like, um, I, I mean, I mentioned this in my video as well, but, like, people who are watching... I watch a lot of Rocket League streams just in general. I lurk a lot, whatever. Um, yeah, I go into a bunch of people's streams. I've seen, uh, like, Tenacity. I've seen Chief Beef. I've seen um, Alpha Cup. And I've seen them all have to defend themselves on them not viewbotting and like it's it's this weird thing of people like insinuating is this like are you viewbotting like and they're like well are you insinuating i'm viewbotting and they have to get defensive about it right because it's such like a you're again you're essentially like discrediting their success because you think oh yeah this guy's not legit whatever whatever um but yeah i mean that, that's the whole thing is people are like now making accusations in twitch chats which is just i mean e even then it's like a waste of time right the the important people now that the tweets are out there the important people will start to know about it yeah that's all that's all that matter go ahead cj my bad yeah i mean it it does sort of the the downside of the, the tweets is it's sort of you're always going to get the people that bring out their flaming torches and it like starts a witch hunt like let's go find it let's go let's get them like people want to you know be they want to be the internet police and like people are even asking in chat like how do we find out how do we know if someone's viewbotting like let's let's investigate stuff like that but i i think that you know to defend daz on his tweet it's more like we need to create a, a like public awareness rather than going directly to the people because that's the best way to do it and like create a bit of awareness and let give those people an opportunity to fix it unfortunately one of the side effects is is now witch hunt on every single streamer that like everyone's under the microscope a little bit more but i don't know how you fix that i do love the the viewbot spams that always come up into chats they're really good yeah, I just yeah, I just like, had to I'm activate just... my bot real quick. Just the, that's my chat bot. It's pretty good. It's oh no, that, that's that one's real. I, I I was talking about the other the, the viewbot spam. You know the ones like, uh, with the with the numbers. This one's uh, I think this is yeah, this this one's just a real one. Look at everybody. Have you guys have account. you guys ever been hit with a chat bot where they just like come and chat and they like yeah, they like have. spam like I don't know like a link like or a just link? something yeah, yeah. Or something yeah. weird they, they get them all type at the same time I had I had a I had a bot hit my channel one time and this is when I had the minimum amount of viewers to raid me was one and so if you just raid anybody you have one viewer automatically it just it just sends it. And so this person botted me with raids and I got raided by a hundred accounts at once. And then they came back like two minutes later and kept doing it. And they would just keep doing it until I figured out how to up the amount. So I made it like three or four viewers to raid me. And so then it stopped after mm -hmm. I did that. But there's so many different bots. And it's just like, what was, what was even the point of that? Why would you raid me with one viewer on a hundred bots? That makes no sense.
There's like follower bots as well, which is pretty common. It's not, it's not even like the common. account name was selling something, you know? They were just like doing it just to mess around. I guess it's like attention. That, that's the craziest thing. Like a lot of people do like crazy stuff just for attention. And people think they're like, even for like, even for our attention, like I'm sure Reddit would have loved if I like replied on any of those threads. Like people literally were like calling me out of threads, like wanting a reply. And it's like, bro, like, no, I'm, I'm front page on Reddit twice. Like, I don't care. Like, thanks. I'm almost at 19 K <laughs> followers. Like you doing me a job while you hating on me. Like what? So I think that's like, <laughs> like what like you know what i mean so uh, it, it's just one of those things where people just do like crazy stuff for attention whether it's like to harm or help somebody whether it's like actually view, view botting actually doing crazy raids stuff like that everybody just does it for the attention because it's it's on the internet they ain't got nothing better to do go outside <laughs> right, it, it, it is true it's pretty interesting because like so many people like that random stuff like people will do it just for the attention is the same why, uh, same reason why a lot of like t like TikTok watchers they like, come into like uh, I'm sorry I'm bringing in tenacity he's got a huge TikTok following people come into the stream all the time yo you're so bad one v one me bro you're so bad one v one but they'll do it in like a negative way to get the attention right they they want to like trigger that response essentially whereas if you just go and chat and say one v one me they probably won't respond or you know whatever and then but if you say you're so bad this guy's ass I'm better yada 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 <laughs> then it's like oh. I'm not ass, bro. What do you mean? Like, I'm not going to one-by-one one you, though. It's like that sort of thing. It's like you're inclined to respond to the negativity, which is a whole nother internet culture and, and, and all that stuff where, you know, people thrive on negativity regardless. It's the, the fight response whenever somebody... I think it, like, triggers something in our biology when somebody's mean to you in Twitch chat. Like, ever, the, the, the streamer's just, like, biologically programmed to respond differently than if someone just makes a simple request in a play way yeah also there was one guy who when i was like on g2 and streaming a bunch during free to play there was some guy who would come in my chat and somebody just said it as well they're balking like a chicken some guy would say rizzo <laughs> 1v1 me balk 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 and then like type out a chicken balking sort of thing is your chicken bro balk 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 <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the one i remember the most because why was yeah, he yeah, balking yeah. at me yeah yeah because it yeah, triggered the response it's like it got you it got you it had got to manually switch that off yeah, yeah, you can't delete it. It's stuck you in my brain. You have to that off. If somebody just comes in and asks for a 1v1, you probably like look away and like don't even have to uh, ever think about it again. But because he with the balk, 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 you're... <laughs> I bet you just think about that at random times throughout the day. Exactly. He's just, he got me. He's in my head. <laughs> I think at the same time, people that like... I don't know. I think that people get, they get upset at like one comment or something... Get a stronger mental, I reckon. Don't don't bite. Don't bite. All these people want is a response. Just don't bite. Like you're letting you're letting these people win. Okay, ba Bailey Sorry. brought up as well. Uh, we're talking about letting people win. There has been a guy in my chat from like 2016, and he's honestly he's super chill, but he says the same thing every single time since 2016. I he's a hundred. I just looked at his name because I remember his name. He has 173 messages in my chat. Probably 90% of them is one message. When he comes in the stream, he just says, Rizzo, please play better. That's it. Every single time he comes into my chat, he's got like 100 plus messages of him just saying that nonstop. And I remember him. I know his name. It's not the, not the most You may as well name him. That's funny. Message. Oh, I'll type it out. His, his name is Nishville. 
He's the guy. Yeah, I, I call him out for it all the time. There we go. We're naming names now. Let's go, Dash. Oh, yeah. Who was it? Who was it? He's uh, asked, he asked politely, at least. You know, he said, please. So. Yeah, yeah, Rizzo. It's, yeah, always please play better. And I was like, I'm sorry, dude. Because like He just really wants to enjoy your stream, but bad gameplay is not fun to watch. So. <laughs> oh, my God. No, all right. I'm, uh, I was going to say, unless we have any like closing thoughts there. Could, I'm just gonna say, if I don't up. see more tweets, like uh, everybody's saying, they hate the cryptic tweets and they hate like the non-naming tweets. I want to see more of them. I I love them. I think they're great. I want to see even more braggy ones, if possible. If people could like tweet <laughs> stuff like, yeah, oh, finally you knew what I knew. What's going oh on behind the scenes? Oh, it's just so oh, enough yeah. of those already, isn't it? The there? latest drama. No, nah, we need more. We need we need more. Oh wow, I can't believe the DMs that just dropped that you guys don't know about related to the viewbot drama crazy absolutely crazy stuff anyway i'll be back with more updates tomorrow follow my twitter for more uh, uh updates on the behind the scenes oh, God. yeah i need more more People tweets made a more bad tweets uh normally i would tell everybody go outside more but i kind of like you guys are giving me a lot of attention right now on all the socials so uh, can <laughs> i get another post on the subreddit please maybe just like a clip like i said a lot of stuff today so just say clip dazzling thoughts on Wait, whatever say, say, no, 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 say something crazy easy. right now and then no, we'll no, put no, it out easy. of context and then we're good no i've, I've, I've got i've got it already like it, it's so free actually like you guys could come up with so much content on this and Reddit would think it's serious. It would, they would they would all believe it. If you just go, somebody makes a thread titled Dazarin's like roasting Dazarin's like Rocket League analysis, saying that it's ridiculous that he thinks a team got figured out or X team got figured out, Y team got oh. figured out. Everybody will think that's real. Everybody, we, we we did talk about it in this podcast oh. earlier on today. So that's guaranteed to work. Guaranteed. Hey, man, all no, guys are insane. Go get it. Go get they're, it. they're all going to come out from underneath the rocks that they live under, and they're going to like start spamming <laughs> that thread. It's going to be great because it it, it it what always happens. Like whenever like any negative thread comes up about yeah. anyone, all the haters just come out and they're like, "Wait, this seems somewhat reasonable. I'm going to jump on this one." And, uh, yeah, we, we'll get so much free content out of it. I like the out of context clip. Like, can you just say right now, like I. I would never say that I 100% know NRG are making a roster change. And then just... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Oh, yeah. I would never say that I 100% know that NRG are making a roster change. But you never know. There we go. That's for Reddit. There it is. There you it know is. where there to clip it. You know where to start it. <laughs> let him cook. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Bro, say names. What are you doing? This is so annoying. All right, I think that's it. That's a great Perfect. show, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Shotcast number twenty-three. If you guys missed any of it, you can catch it on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Which I will tweet out the links to all those a little bit later tonight. Whenever I have them done, give me a couple hours, and I'll get it there. I hope you guys enjoy the new look. Thank you so much for Dazrin for joining us tonight and. My co-hosts, Johnny Boy and CJ. CJ, appreciate you guys as always. Hope you guys have a good one, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye. Toodaloo.